Hey guys and welcome. I'm Hazza. And I'm Muzike. And, and this, this is, is the, the Late, Late Night, Night Fix. Fix. Join us on a journey into the night. Anything is on the table and nothing is off limits. So take a seat and buckle up for action-packed episodes. Hot topics, juicy goss and special guests are coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Coming your way. Late Night Fix. Don't go anywhere. Coming your way. Late Night Fix. Don't go anywhere. Coming your way. Late Night Fix. This is your Late Night Fix. Hey guys, welcome to the Late Night Fix. Thanks for listening. Episode 14, The Weight Debate. We're back now in the studio with Henry and Dave and also Muzi K. Welcome, Muzi K. Hey, man. How's it going? Great. Not too bad. Good to be back. Yeah. Um, and welcome to Dave and Henry. How are you, boys? Men, Good, thank you. Good. I should say. So I was just thinking the other day, just to jump straight into things, I was reflecting on my time at school. And often when you're at school, it's a lot of things are out of your control based mostly on the fact that you're you're a child and um, or a or a minor under the age of eighteen, and many things are compulsory, and you're sort of forced to do a lot of things that you don't really want to do. And for many people, school is um, not an enjoyable uh, time because a lot of students are made to do things against their own will. Um, so I thought maybe we could jump into this topic of being forced to do things and also doing things out of our own free will. So being forced to do things which are supposed to be good for us or having the freedom to do things that we'd prefer to be doing. Um, We'll start with Dave. Uh, David, talk to us about what school was like for you. Uh, Well, my school to me was a pretty terrible experience, to tell you the truth. I wasn't a very apt scholar. Mm. I started with Miss Irvine. Mm-hmm. And to put this into the perspective, which is really dating me, mm. I, I met a, um, a, a uh, Anglican priest in St Andrew's Cathedral mm. and she happened to know Miss Irvine. You know, when she started at Caulfield State, the year was 1929. Wow. What would, so, yeah, go on. So that really dates me, doesn't it? So tell us about what school was like. What were the teachers like? Were, um, were they encouraging? Uh, were they something else? You you well, tell us. what. Miss mm. Irvine used to pull my hair because uh, of my inability to do maths and also she threatened to put me in the corner of the dunce's seat. To, but I'm not denying that it is a hard call to be a teacher. Mm. It must it must be very frustrating. Yep. And um, but I was I, I was more of an artistic of the artistic disposition, mm. which I still am. Like nothing's really changed since then. But I had an um, a a um, academically inclined um, yeah elder brother who uh, used to disparage me because um, he, he thought I was um, somewhat of a dimwit, but, but that really revealed how little he knew, not how much he knew. Do, do you wish that you had 
um, you were an intellectual? Do you, is that no, what you, not at you, all. Would you have preferred to have that ability? No, I wouldn't prefer to have that ability. I, I, I'd much rather be artistic. But mm. we moved to Sydney in late 1951. Okay. And uh, within a year, my dad had got cancer and he, he died in just two weeks before Christmas, um, 1952. But his, his, his father was a sea captain with a prodigious memory. He knew every port and estuary in Australia. And he, he'd gone to sea on sailing ships, 1893, um, his his dad was in the east end of London, used to run a – he was a master grocer. Uh, the, the place, the two-storey residence is still there, though I've never seen it, but the, his father died and uh, the mother married the uh, – the, the brother married the widow. Then within a year, she had died. And uh, mm. Grandpa ended up in a, in, a, in a London orphanage and from there he went to sea. Uh, but uh, that, but uh, I might add that uh, when Dad was diagnosed with cancer, he, 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 didn't, uh, he didn't give up, mate, because uh, I came home from school in late 50, uh, oh, well, I don't know, early, early, early 52 and there was a, uh, what was known as a blitz wagon down our steep uh, time and drive, um, backing in this uh, World War One, I, I might add, uh, lifeboat, clinker built, and uh, he he got that ready and we he took it down to, to German Gus's Bal, Balmoral boat shed, but. Um, even though he, Dad was uh, employed, um, just, he, he, just to take you back to school, though, because oh, we're getting yeah, sure, we're getting a sure, bit far sure, from the topic. Sure. Oh, we'll we jump are, over we to are. Henry. Yeah. We'll jump over to Henry. Yeah. What was yeah. school like for you? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Were you indifferent? What What's your opinion of your of your schooling? Oh, looking back at my school days now, at yeah. the age of thirty eight. Yep. My school days were pretty much a waste of time. I don't even. Yeah. Okay. I don't even need those certificates anymore to do my job these days. I don't even need any of the um, – everything that I learn at school, you can learn on the internet these days. So what – do you think anything could have been done to make school a more meaningful experience for you? Um, not really. At that time, it was probably relevant. Mm. Do you remember any of your old teachers? Any standouts? Anyone that was you didn't like, or anyone you really liked? Nah, they they were good. They did their job. Okay, I yeah. was the naughty student. You were the naughty student. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to naughty students back in your day, Dave? Well, <laughs> you didn't have to be naughty to to cop it, mate. Because I had the misfortune on coming to Sydney to attend uh, what was probably Australia's first. Um, Selective school, and the headmaster had received an honorary PhD for his services to education when he should have been in jail. In jail? Yes. Because, oh, okay. Because my brother was going past his office once mm. and there was a kid um, cowering under his desk while this man was flying into him with a cane. Mm. And uh, 
it, it, depending on your academic uh, academic performance, you were dead in the water if 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 you if you didn't. Um, this this man, the perpetrator of this stuff, um, had South African background, mm-hmm. uh, where Kaffir servants were treated with more than disdain, with physical um, kicks on the shin, etc. So. Some of that brutality still existed, um, but he always claimed he hated apartheid. But mate, I had my doubts. But uh, anyway, um, it wasn't a pleasant time. And when I learnt that I was going to Crowsnest Boys High, which was mm-hmm. reputedly the roughest school in New South Wales, I couldn't have been happier. Wow. And yeah, but the headmaster was uh, an ex Gallipoli uh, vet and former Methodist minister, and he had a, his sidekick was a man known as KB Baker. He had a raft of canes to just to uh, keep order. The uh, there's a black called um, oh name escapes me now, but oh sheer gold. Mm. Um, he he'd hang kids out of uh, first-floor windows. Hanging them out the window? Yeah. Wow. To bring them into line. But Mm. to me, it was an honest, it was an honesty. It wasn't a perverted cruelty that I'd experienced in my primary school days and I was immeasurably better off in every way. Were Um, Were teachers at your school cruel, Henry? You don't have to mention the school, but... Uh, um, but were they cruel? Were there any? No, they were not allowed to like physically abuse us, like mm. what Dave mentioned. Mm-hmm. In the old days, they would smack you, I guess. Yeah, but so, um, so they had the authority to cane people to use the cane in Australia. Yeah. yeah, in some countries overseas, I think the cane's still used. Um, I'm not sure which countries in particular, but yeah, they did. Mm. What do you think of that? Uh, it's a bit crazy, to be honest. Well, like in third world countries today, they still well, smack their kids. The teachers still have the authority to smack the kids. Listen, mate, this is a, a very, um, it's it's not a black and white issue because can you imagine when you've got some kid that's defying your authority and you um, are... You've got to have some means apart from threats to maintain order, mm. and, and uh, I, I, I can see a case for kept corporal punishment, but not outright sadism, which um, has existed on the on the part of um, some um, teachers. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. even even Knox Grammar, I met a bloke, former student there, and he uh, all his fingers were. Were broken. I said, "How did that come about?" He says, "Well, I, I was kind to bring me into line and knock grandma across, so, across the knuckles." Well, however it went, that, all all the all these fingers are obviously um, badly broken. <laughs> so back when I was at school, right, yeah. and this happened to me because I'll admit I was a bit of a clown. You know, I like yeah. to tell a joke or <laughs> you know say something smart to to make the class crack up, but. Yeah. Usually what would happen is you'd get sent out of the room for a timeout. You'd be made to stand outside or even to turn around and face the wall and and this sort of thing. 
Um, now it's forbidden in schools to send students outside. Um, I guess uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the reason is behind that. Behind that, but um, yeah, that's something you, you're not supposed to do. But when I was at school, it used to happen routinely. Uh, in in fact, when I was attending Sunday school <laughs> on a Sunday, you'd get sent outside sometimes if you were misbehaving. So there was a consequence. But um, I guess. That was always in the back of my head because I knew then that, you know, if I played up, if I misbehaved, there was a consequence. But if you remove consequences, sometimes people, I mean, you guys can chime in and, and jump in, but if you remove consequences, people are more likely to play up because they can get away with it. Well, yeah. I, I can't say anything unduly cruel about sending a kid out, um, out of a class. I mean... Mate, that's to me that is, that appears quite mild. Some people might say that you're a you're a psychopath for suggesting that that you 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 don't. They might they can, <laughs> they can hold to that opinion, but uh, I can't. I, if that be the case, I I, I I can't see why. I mean, is it, it cruel, it, Henry? Is it cruel to send someone out of the classroom for acting like a, a bit of an idiot? Oh, that is that sounds harm, harmless to me. Yeah. Mm. It's intended as a punishment, though. It's a lot harmless, yeah. more harmless than a teacher using the uh, the eraser to uh, to hit the kids' hands, like to to use it to smack people's hands. Yeah, yeah. Like in the old days, or like in the third world countries. Well, well. So, Musique, we know that you're um, you were a bus driver, and now you're in a different role. And you've said that on episodes in the past yep. when you were doing the school run, and you had kids mucking around on the bus, what could you do about it? Well, you can tell them to just keep, like, you know, keep quiet because, you know, they're young kids. But yeah. um, I have had kids where they just jump around and use the bars, you know, um, where the railings are. Yeah. And, like, try and hang from it like a monkey. <sighs> and I told them, guys, you can't do that. It's not safe. The did they bus, listen? Did, they did, actually did. They oh, All they of did. them kept quiet. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you must have been angry then. Well, look, it does become stressful yeah. um, because, you know, you're trying to provide a safe service. Mm. If you're doing a school run, um, yeah, and it's the safety of the kids too. You know, you don't want them to get injured or anything like that and their parents, you know, get upset. So that's why you got to tell them, you know, guys, you know, sit down. It's not safe. What I've found though sometimes is that with some people, the more you tell them, don't do that. Stop doing that. You must not do this. It's almost like an invitation for them to do it. It's almost like reverse psychology. Yeah. But I have noticed that, you know, myself, um, sometimes just sitting on a bus and, you know, the driver will turn around and say, if you kids don't stop, you know, mucking around, how about you, you know, that sort yeah. of almost puts fuel on the yeah. fire. I mean, so there's another way you can do it is if they're playing up and they stop listening to you, like they don't listen, mm. um, you just pull over somewhere safely, yeah. turn the bus off and you pretend that you're packing up and you're going to walk off. <laughs> and that, you know, that will get their attention. Oh, geez. Like, you know, they, they need to get home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's you can pull that act. Yeah. Well, I haven't done that. <laughs> yeah. Never done it before. But I know it might, might work. Mm. I just, like, even with myself sometimes, you know, um, I mean, I, I'm not, 
I, I try to respect authority to the best of my ability, but I am an Australian and Australians have traditionally had, you know, a distrust of authority. It's a part of the culture. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and that sort of, that's a historical thing. Um, but, uh, you know, even me, like sometimes when, when you're told not to do something, um, you know, you must not use the fire stairs unless there's a fire yeah. and you're in an apartment complex, you know, that sort of almost thing. You think to yourself, that is such a stupid rule, you know. I mean, it's... There is signs, yeah. though, on the doors. Um, oh, well, not well, yeah. The, the ones I'm talking about at the place I'm referring to, like, they don't tell you you can't use the stairwell. It's just the... It's just the staff there that say, "Oh, you know, you, you know, you can't do that." But there's no signage there to say yeah. that you can't. There so, is um, at shopping centres, like at the car parks, the levels. Yep, yep, yep. I have noticed that you know some of the fire exit doors, are, they're not alarmed. Well, even like, well, look, here's another one, right? Disabled car, um, mm. car spaces. You know, like a yep. lot of people who aren't disabled and don't have the permit, you'll see Park them. There. Yeah. You know, it's some hectic dude with a gold chain. And, and he with, thinks yeah, he's, uh, you know. He thinks he owns the shopping centre yeah. <laughs> and he's driving his uncle's car. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, sort of pulls into the disabled car park and, and. He thinks it's VIP service. Yeah, 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 that sort of thing, yeah. yeah. But I, I guess that's, that's an example, you know. Um, so it's, it's sort of like a statement. What do you guys think? Like the more, like if you make something forbidden, does that sort of entice some people to break the rules? Well, it enticed uh, Adam to break the rules when Eve gave him the, the apple or offered it to him. So uh, it worked then <laughs> and it's still working. Oh, so you're saying it's a part of human nature? like Yeah, yeah, to um, break rules, yeah. What yeah. about you, Henry? Like is it a part of human nature to, to break rules? Like, I mean, what do people... Who do people think they are to break rules? <laughs> well, in terms of students, they are like the A-class student. Yeah. And then they are the C-class students. And historically, it's showing that the A-class student who are subservient mm. to the authorities ended up working for the C-class students or B-plus students. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it's because they're obedient. Yeah. They're used oh. to just following the rules and they'll they'll always be only just be a good employee in their whole lives. They will never be leaders. They will never be making wow. up their yeah. own rules. Right? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to the C-class students who always question authorities. Well, yeah. on on that theme, um, we had um, some of some of our the top pupils at the uh, selected primary school uh, attended a um, radio show called The Quiz Kids. And one of those kids, um, an A class, tended. Uh, he he ended up doing what I'd done, working in an abattoir up in um, Townsville. Mm. Now, I'd 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 done the same thing in Australia and New Zealand, and I'd actually slept under a lurking bridge where I could hear the. The traffic thumping over just over my head, and it was <laughs> leaking rain. <laughs> and I, I was thinking of this bloke, uh, Gary Lush. And uh, the last I heard of was that he was um, on the beach at out of Darwin, um, where I'd hitchhiked up there myself. 
when I was 18 or something. Mm. But uh, he, he, he went from an A-class student um, into a bum. And there are other cases like wow. well, like one of, one of the uh, A-class students at North Sydney Boys High ended up working as a wharf. He laziest man on the wharf, I reckon. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's true. Well, well, it's yeah. In, yeah. What, so, what Henry was just saying. I guess the, the point is those um, students, from what you're both saying, are willing to please the teacher who's in the position of authority. He's yeah. the one who's got the power to award marks to people. Yeah. And from what you've said, Henry, it's yeah. the C-class guys that, yeah. Who makes the rules. Yeah, they're like, hang on a sec, this teacher's got no idea what he's on about or whatever. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they do get outdated. What, who gets outdated? The, the always. The, 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 ace, the, ace. The, the ways of the ancient always gets rewritten. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Replaced. They always get replaced by the new mm. rules. Yeah, that's that's it. That's I think that's the thing, isn't it? See, when you look mm. at taxi and Uber, the, the A class students will still would go by the taxi rules before the before the Uber come and overrides them. Is that true? Is that what you found? That, that's what happened. Yeah. So the Uber didn't step down when the authorities tell them, "Oh, you can't do that. You haven't got the license, and they haven't got the authorities from the government." Mm. The Uber didn't back down. Actually, the and taxis now, were saying that the taxi yeah. drivers were. And the government, you know, the taxis, they try to persuade the government to, mm. you know, to support the taxis, and which the government did, but Uber refused to back down, and now they're the world phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. When wow. should you, Musique, when should you question authority? Like, when, when do you draw, where do you draw the line in the sand and say, oh, hang on a sec, I think, I think they're going too far here, or, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to follow that. Like, What's at what point do you do you say that to yourself? Well, when uh, when Hitler and his thugs were Stalin, and his and the people that were subservient to him, long long before that, you should be saying no. But when you're dealing with thuggery, mate, and what they can do to you, mm. and they rely on thuggery and lies and deceit and devious behaviour which was particularly true of Hitler. Mm. He, he was um, carrying out atrocities and then turning around saying, oh, what's happening? Oh, uh, like pretending uh, like he didn't know yeah, what was the going the, on. The night of the oh. crystal knives and sim similar. Oh, but oh. We, we've got the benefit of hindsight because that's long in the past now. Um, but at the time, I suppose, they, they like most of the people, that they were swept up in the hype. They didn't know any better. Um, I guess kids are like that too, you know. They they they're still working out right from wrong, and they're still working out what they can and can't do, what's you know accepted and not. Um, but and and we were at that point too, weren't we? Was he okay? Like we were at school. Yeah. We made lots of mistakes, innocent mistakes. Yeah. Because we just didn't know any better. We're not yeah. we're, we're not adults at the age of seven. Yeah. You well, know? look, everyone makes yeah. mistakes, and they learn from your mistakes. So yeah. But the, but the German mm. people were being told stuff they wanted to hear. Oh. And they, it, was, it, it was stuff that they, they liked to hear, that, uh, that they were a victim of um, the Allied uh, reparations against Germany. And, uh, and they were looking for a scapegoat and yeah, that's why they yeah. were able to target minorities and, yeah, you know, yeah. he was able to claim emergency powers and um, et cetera, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, make himself an absolute ruler. Manipulator. Mm. Yeah. So – 
a really uh, interesting. Sorry. Yeah, in regards yeah, to yeah. um, yeah, uh, you're asking about when to question authorities. Yes. I'll give you an example where, you know, when they brought in the vaccine mandates, and then everyone was uh, went out protesting because mm. they were against it and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for them, for them that was yeah. Sorry, Henry, go on. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's proven true because the Pfizer president has just admitted that they did a mistake. Mm. Like they were trying yeah. to say that yes. the vaccine will cause COVID to be less transmissive or non-transmissive at all. Mm. And now they're saying that it was a mistake that they said that. Wow. Well, like, okay. You know, well, like a couple of years that. later. Yeah. Mm. And well, everybody. Well, Harry's a doctor. I'd, I'd tend to uh, reject that argument. Not practicing at the moment, just to what, what, let people but, know. But, but, but yeah. what's your response to that? Well, I, well, I, I can't, we saw yeah. that article. We did. Yeah. Did we? Uh, the one I sent you. Yes, that's right. You did too. Yeah. yeah. What did you think, was okay? That was what like. Your thoughts? It's mm. crazy, you know, that they're coming out mm. saying that. Mm. And it was actually in the EU, I think, was it the EU Parliament mm -hmm. that they were questioning, yeah, grilling them? So in this situation, the unvaccinated were like, can compare to the C-class students who questioned the authorities, mm -hmm. and the A-class students were just following blindly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They tell you, get vaccinated, say, yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, okay, so what you're saying, Henry, is... um. The, the C-class students uh, think critically. They think yeah. for themselves. Okay. That's right. All right. I understand. And they're not afraid. They're not afraid of... Um, to go what they feel, like okay. to go to be themselves. So they have convictions and they're willing to face the consequences. They're not and stupid. And challenge it. They, they know what the consequences are. They, they know they could go to prison, they could... or, or whatever. Um, the consequences was... Mm. They nobody has a right to to force them to be vaccinated. Okay, but yet the conditions around them are forcing them to get vaccinated. Mm. So I, there's a breach of there's a breach right there. Okay, that's and that's your that's your okay. That's what you believe. Mostly cool. all employers mm. um, brought in saying that you know you need to be vaccinated or you can't work. Yeah, we, and we said that like um in our very first episode, didn't, didn't we? Yeah, way back when. Long wow. time ago. Yeah, that's a long time ago now. <laughs> Congratulations. I must, I must yeah. tell you about the experiences of my mother yep. in response to all of this. Mm. Um, when when uh, Dad died, she she went back as a trained nurse, and mm -hmm. uh, she ended up in the, a polyamyelitis rehabilitation center called Cherrywood at. at Taramara, mm. and she said there was a young chap there, Terry Tatham, who uh, subsequently married his physio, but mum would come home saying, poor Terry, because she, he had to spend every night of his mm. life in an iron lung. Mm. Wow. And, and, yeah. uh, and when the polio vaccine came in, invented by Dr. Sork, Mum, after having seen what polio would do, could do, said anyone that refused to get vaccinated was a total idiot. Yeah. That was her response, and I would agree. I, so I, didn't, really wanna, I, I didn't really want to – I didn't really – 
I will go on. Sorry, finish, finish. Well, I was going to mm. ask. Yeah. Mm. See, the, the authorities using that mm. today to fool people into getting getting vaccinated from using the good reputation of the vaccine itself. Vaccine in general has a very good reputation. But but I can't see what your objective is. I mean, you, you just want to object as a matter of principle. But never um, in history have they, like, forced everyone to be vaccinated. Well, I mean, mate, but we've never experienced anything like this in history. Can I... Well, um, COVID is just a flu. Can I... Can I so... Before today's episode, I, I, I really wanted to steer us towards what's happening overseas in Iran, okay? And the whole theme of today's episode is the notion of being forced or doing things out of your free will voluntarily. So Iran right now is in a state of chaos. Um, I, I would say that the authorities there have almost lost control of their entire country and they're blaming it on everybody except themselves um, by the looks of it. Uh, although I, I do think that members of their judiciary have agreed to review certain decisions and acknowledge mistakes if any mistakes have been made. So That's it's probably a lie. I'm, yeah, well, I'm not sure because, I look, I'm not going to, it's not my, my, my country. I've not been there, um, unlike Henry, you've been to Iran, correct? Yes, I yeah. have. And Muzike, you've um, got some relatives uh, over there. And family. Family, yeah. some connection there, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lady, Her she was 22 years old. Her name was Masa Armini. She was, well, she died on the 13th of September. According to the authorities, she suddenly died from cardiac arrest. Uh, Which is a complete lie. Okay, so tell us what, what it was then. Was so everyone is basically saying that um, she was only showing a little bit of hair and the hijab wasn't um, covering the whole um, whole hair. Mm. So apparently in Iran, because the Islamic Republic says that, you know, you need to wear the hijab and it needs to be all covered up. Mm. And um, apparently a little bit of hair was showing and they um, grabbed and forced her into a, a van mm. and, um, and they... Nearly beat her to death, and she was Kurdish. Is that Kurdish? Yes, Kurdish. Yeah, Kurdish uh, okay. uh, Persian, and they are a minority in Iran, and they they don't have um, a, a consistently good um, relationship with the authorities, from what I know. Is that correct? Yeah, apparently they're being attacked by who? Um, by the Iranian authorities. Do they have like the same culture? The same. Language, religion is the well, main... Kurdish is a different language. Okay. Um, but, yeah, they do speak uh, Persian Farsi, so... Okay. But the Kurdish language is different to Farsi. Would you, would you say... You've probably met some Kurdish people too in your travels, Henry. I'm not sure, but are, are they similar to ordinary Iranian people? I couldn't tell the difference between them. I've seen okay. their dance. Mm. Yeah. But... In that situation, it looks like it's just an excuse for them to um to target the Turk, the Kurdish people when yeah. they kidnap well, the woman in the van. I'll give you an example. Our mm. friend Hiwa. Yes. He's Kurdish, but okay. he speaks Farsi as well. Yeah. And, you know, he um, mentioned that he had a hard time when he was in Iran or Kurdistan where he had to mm. escape. And he told us the story where he got um, shot in the shoulder. There was a bullet 
wound there. Wow. By yeah. who? Um, by the, I think, the Iranian forces. Okay. Yeah. Do you know why? Um, I think because he was trying to escape. Mm. What he said to me that um, that they shot and killed his friends, mm-hmm. but they shot him too, but he pretended um, to be dead, acting oh. dead. Yep. So they, you know, um, like, you know, think, okay, He's not alive, but anyway. And it worked. Yeah, it worked. And um, mm. I think he had to trek the mountains or something. In, Whoa. Yeah. And what are the morality police? You said morality police, I think. What, yeah, what is they, yeah, they go, um, they, there are men and a woman. Mm. They're full covered up in hijab, mm. the, the woman. And um, they're targeting, looking for the, um, the woman where they're not uh, properly covering their hair. When I think of morality, what I think is being, um, I guess they're, they're say moral standards, ethical standards, making sure that people are doing the right thing, that they're good, true, they're not bad or false, they're not being unfair, um, they're, they're showing, you know, they're, they're being just, I suppose, towards each other. Um, can you... Can you force people to to be good and fair and true and not be false and bad and unfair to people? Can you force them? No, I'm can't. I'm not sure. Yeah, you, you look, can't, you can't enforce stuff like that, mate. They're, they're trying to control people. Yeah, you know, back okay before the revolution, mm. I think it was 1979. Mm. Um, the Shah was in place. You know, the king mm. of Iran. Um, and they had freedom, you know, everyone could go out to the beach, you know, wear whatever they want, you mm. know, even, um, the woman, they didn't have that, you know, hijab thing at all. Mm. Um, you know, they could wear bikinis, you know, like, you know, like they can, you can see skin and all that. Yeah. Do you, do you think that women, do you think modesty is an issue then over, like, is that what they're concerned about, about whether women are being modest? Are they dressing modestly in public? Um, Matt, is that the issue? I'm, I'm not sure. It, mm. They're trying to bring religion into it. Well, look. The we, Islam religion. We have certain standards of public decency in Australia. I mean, you, none of us can walk naked out through the streets in shopping centres. Of you course. Know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can swear, I suppose, but if it gets to the point where it's abusive, yeah. then you can you can be charged with offensive language. You yeah. can't spit on people. Yeah. Um, I suppose there's certain standards of public yeah. decency. Yeah. Um, Henry, oh, the only place in the world I've seen people naked comfortably are in Croatia. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, in Dubrovnik, you can see people mm. comfortably being naked next to the sea. Yeah, standing. Okay. Free. <laughs> Free. Or any, everyone on the yeah. boat to see. Is there any problem there? Like, are there any social problems there? Not at all. Of, okay. Yeah. Do you see the? Do you see an issue there with public nudity? But do you? I'm, I'm no. not sure. Does, is it? Um, not at all. Okay. Yeah. All right. Something to laugh at. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. What do you think, Dave? Um, well, the purity place... Or as you call them, the mor- is it the morality police? Oh, what's that, the that, correct that, word, Muzi K? I can't remember. What's the what's the word for the police that address arrested this lady, Masa? Uh, morality police. Okay. Mor- morality. Uh, morality isn't something that can 
be enforced in 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 such a manner. I mean, I I don't um, I don't condone if if um, men and women being naked together. I mean, it, it would be a lie to say that they wouldn't be men particularly uh, incited by the sake of a uh, sight of a naked woman and act accordingly. So um, I can't see how that you're just. Uh, Denial of uh, in a denial of natural forces that you could say that couldn't lead to violent sexual crime. Um, so I'm, I definitely wouldn't condone that. But but what's but what's happening uh, in um, in Iran is just uh, <laughs> mate. It's it's just beyond words. It's uh, so repressive. Well, they're saying that it's no longer a protest. It's now a revolution. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And because that, of yeah. because they um, beat um, and killed that Masa Amini, mm. that sparked you know a massive protest. But the the authorities there are, are claiming, and we're only being fed information through our mainstream media, I suppose. But the, the authorities there are claiming that this is not a genuine; uh, these aren't genuine protests. That this is a conspiracy orchestrated by the West to undermine the regime in Iran. Is that what do you think about that? Uh that's um, that's just nonsense. Okay, what? It's why? because of when they um, bashed uh, Massa. Mm. Um, they actually bashed the the skull, wow. and she ended up in a coma. Then I think the next day she passed away. Do you think being Kurdish had anything to do with it? Uh, I don't think so. Is because mm. they're saying that she, you know she wasn't wearing a hijab properly. Okay, but everyone, whoever um that was there and saw her mm. being pushed into the van by the morality police mm -hmm. you know she only had she was only showing a little bit of hair my brother recently went to iran this year in the second half of this year and he was in a car um uh, and the <laughs> car was stopped by police because one of the occupants wasn't wearing their head covering correctly and mm. some hair was exposed <laughs> um nothing happened but she was just told to rearrange the covering and then they were a warning it was a warning yeah Oh, you heard about this? Yeah, well, yeah. it wasn't, um, they weren't stopped. It was a text message. Oh, a text they message. received, yeah. Who was watching them? Snitches. That's out on the road. That's Yeah, that's weird. I would find that so weird if, yeah. I, if I got a, yeah, that's weird. So someone was watching them and snitched on them and then they got a text message. Yeah, they're saying, okay, this car with the wrist radio plate, you know. That's control. Yeah. Wow. That's next level big brother control, yeah. mass surveillance. That, that. Yeah. Don't uh, don't be too condemning, mate. Because people like Anne Frank were betrayed by snitches to the Gestapo, and if if ever a situation like this occurred in Australia, the same thing would be happening. Do you reckon we'd be doing the same? Yes. Wow. With certain individuals. Yeah. I, I was working on a roof, um, by a man who has now been officially um labelled uh, an informer <laughs> and uh, I, I, it was quite a steep, uh, 35 degrees. Mm. Um, but on two occasions I was seen to fall between the um, mm. the rafters, which are about 18 inches um, apart, 
and uh, he saw that as a, as a, as something to be condemned and reported on. If I if I myself had seen that had seen that <laughs> in an older man, and he he pulled himself up and recommenced, I wouldn't have been snitching. I would have been applauding him. As a, as a man plucky enough to keep going. Well, that's it, yeah. You know, that, that, that would have been the reaction of most people. But this person saw that as something to be condemned and derided. Well, when when Honest I was labor. at school, no, nobody liked dobbers, you know. If you were called a dobber, like the yeah. whole class hated you, you know. <laughs> so people didn't dob because there was just so much negativity about snitching on your classmates. Um, Still is. Yeah, I think it's in like I said before, it's ingrained into the culture, um, and it's probably because of you know all the convicts and the fact that like so many people who first came out here were were um crim- <laughs> were criminals and they were running rackets and you know all that rum rebellion sort of stuff and and whatnot. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure, but you seem to think that the same thing could happen here. Um, yeah, I, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure, but uh, snitch, <laughs> well, yeah. snitches never yeah. last long in jails, I might add. Were you ever, yeah, go on. They're, yeah. They'd be the most derided species. Were you ever dobbed on at school, Henry? And what did you do to the dobber? <laughs> I don't remember being dobbed. <laughs> Sorry? I don't remember. I remember I was blamed for something I didn't do. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, so someone did something wrong and they just pointed at me and I was like, what? <laughs> I did not do that. But I, I didn't, I didn't um, throw him under the bus. I could have. I could have said it was him. But yeah, I just copped it rather than snitch on someone. In the case um, of your brother and mm. his wife, who would be the snitch in the car? Like while she was in the car. Yeah, who? who? No, it, it would have been no, from no. outside. Yeah, it would have been outside. outside how, how did she receive the text message? Yeah, that's weird. The car number plate would not. So they, whoever did it, would have um, called someone or yeah. saying with his number plate, and then they would check who that car's registered to. Yeah. Mm. So it was registered to, um, you know, the mother, mm-hmm. um, and she got the text message as a warning. Oh, the driver got the text message. The owner of the vehicle. Oh, okay. Just the mother. Now that makes sense, yeah. yeah. I like, so what yeah. do you think? There's a database there and they look up your rego, they find the number and then they send the text? Yeah, yeah so anyone could have snitched that and the number plate is linked to the driver and the driver is responsible for the passenger not wearing the hijab properly. Wow, mate, that, that snitch should hang their head in shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Who in their right mind will have a have a better day than uh, snitching someone? Well, these days in Iran, they're burning their hijabs, man. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, I mean, like I said before, you know, you force people to do things, they'll put up a fight. Yeah. If they're doing it out of their yeah. own free will from yeah. the heart. Yeah, good on know, them. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they, there's more but, to it. But, yeah, but there's uh, more meaning to it. I'm but, sorry. But in, in repressive societies like the, um, Nazi regime or, or the communist regimes, a person survived and snitching was actively encouraged. If you didn't do it, mate, you you would cop it, you know. So oh, right, the it, opposite. It was the opposite. Well, it, it it depends what you mean, the opposite. I'm just As saying. in the, sni- the snitch is the hero, you're saying, like a whistleblower. They're more of a whistleblower. Yeah. And a snitch. And whistleblowers are sort of, they've taken the courage to sort of say, yeah. no, nah, all this 
sneaky stuff's going on. And mm. but for and a man, blah, but, blah, but, blah, but, blah, but yeah. in a repressive, re- mm. pr- oppressive regime, a man could and would, or woman would advance themselves. Mm. By, and even children were, were encouraged to do this, and forming on their own parents. Oh, so um, it's it's a it's a pretty. Um, would you dob on your own mum? Was it okay? You know. Uh, no. If she if she like double parked and then you know, would you take a photo and send it to the council and say, <laughs> no, no, but you would tell them like you know look you know you haven't parked properly. <laughs> yeah, come on, Henry. Can, Just to avoid getting snitched by someone else. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's like you dub on them before they yeah. dub on you. There is, there are those type yeah. of um snitches where you can call them Karens. They use the word Karens, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're the ones that like to you know cause issues, so they make phone calls or you know come up oh, to you yeah, or something. True. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well what what, a, what about a snitch in a nightclub, mate? Won't mention any names, but he he's a bloke. Uh, Involved in a fracas in a nightclub, and uh, there's a, another person saw fit. Um, or when when the um, when the uh, what's the name of the chap who who maintains order there again? Oh, the bouncer. The bouncer. Yeah, yeah. Appears. Um, he just assumed a pose of a, a pose of absolute. Yeah, I would look. I'll I'll tell the story. Yeah, there were two two guys punching on. Yeah. At the Three Wise Monkeys in the city, <laughs> right? And then they come down, these bouncers come running down the stairs, you know? Yeah. Um, and then someone said, oh, look, the bouncers are here. So they just split up and then pretended like just mingled into the crowd and then someone, you know, someone said to the bouncer, like got the bouncer's attention and pointed to the culprits, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was a bit like unnecessary. I mean... You know, the bouncers there, I don't think they're going to continue punching on. And, no. you know, they were obviously. Just snitching. I mean, for yeah, the sake I don't know. Snitching. Should you? I guess they were. I mean, were they troublemakers? I mean, would they have caused trouble for other patrons? Maybe, maybe it was the right thing to do. I mean, I'm not. Just playing devil's advocate, was it the right thing to do? Uh, I, um, would, I wouldn't have done it. I, mm. I, I, I just admire the effrontery of the. Perpetrator, actually. <laughs> what I don't understand to, is yeah. why they do it. Is it because it makes them feel good about them? Yeah, I don't themselves? know. You know? I don't know. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I suppose so. I guess, I mean, there was that old thing in, at school, you know, the goody two-shoes, you know, trying to suck up to the teacher and it's like, oh, they're little deputy sheriff that's sort of, you know, helping them manage, <laughs> like, control the class. Like like you said, Henry, the A-class student, um, the yeah. teacher's pet who helps them out, you know, by sort of ratting out their, the A-classmates. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's that was okay. I'm not sure. Except yeah. these guys get nothing yeah. out of it. Well, well the kids, While the, the bouncers teacher's can pet offer would, them. Oh, I see. Yeah, in that situation, yeah. Yeah, it's not like you can be the bouncer's pet. What's <laughs> what, gonna, free entry? Yeah, free entry. <laughs> what would they get you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing in um, in Iran as well. Like, what are they getting out of it, you know? What are they getting out of protesting? They're putting their lives they're, on the line. Well, their yeah. voices are being heard worldwide. 201 dead so far to mm. date, and um, that includes 23 kids. Uh, and those are those figures are perhaps below the actual number of people who've been killed. Um, 
You guys have have you ever been told this story when you were a child, Muzike? Um, uh, it's a Persian folk tale called Kaveh the Blacksmith and Zahak the Priest. Uh, no, I haven't heard that one. So it's a fake story. I'm not sure how much truth to it there is, but they say there's always a grain of truth to fiction. Um, so Zahak the Priest was uh, a cruel priest in Iran and he took the, the whole country over through deception and um, he had an iron grip on the country. And some of the people ran off to this strong man called Kaveh the blacksmith. And Kaveh the blacksmith was, I think he was also a coppersmith and a craftsman, um, but he was renowned for his incredible strength. And he, um, he united the people and he stood up to Zahak the priest and he took the country back and he gave the people their freedom. Wow. And when I think about um, this situation, because you told me that it's a theocracy there, um, so there's a religious government. Of course, yeah. Yeah, with an iron grip on the country. Mm. Um, it reminds me of this story of Kaveh the blacksmith and Zahak the priest. Right. Mm. A very, very old Persian folk tale. Yeah. But, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, perhaps that might offer people some inspiration uh, because it is a, I think it's a Kurdish folk story from memory. You heard of it, Henry? Speaking of all these priests, uh, Iran has been oppressive mm. to the Baha'i population. Baha'i religion population have been oppressed since like for 150 years now, in the last, since day one. And it's been about. Since day one. Wow. Since, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, when the revolution happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like 150 years now, or even more. Just forgot the year. What's the year again? Uh, 200 years? Yeah. Yeah. More than that. Yeah. So even under the, the uh, Shah, it was being oppressed. Is that what you're saying? I thought he liked. He no, liked no, no, no. It wasn't being oh, oppressed. He liked under your the people, Shah. didn't he? He liked. Yeah, he of liked course. The Baha'i yeah. people, didn't he? The Shah. Yeah. The old Shah from memory. I don't know. You guys will have to tell so, me if he yeah. did or not. Oh well, um, the Bab was executed for being Baha'i, so mm. he was shot to death, like public execution. I think. I think. From memory, Iran back then was a part of the Ottoman Empire. Um, so it might have been the Turks from memory, but I'm really stretching my, my memory back Yeah, it here. was called Persia back then. Iran, yeah, Iran was called Persia. Was it a part of the Ancient. Ottoman Empire? I, I think it might have been. a. I think the Turkish Sultan might have controlled yeah. Persia back then. He might have executed your leader. And these days... Mm. Probably 200 years ago, probably have to go by history book, but mm. these days Baha'is are being oppressed in Iran. They are, wow. Like they can't go to university. Mm. Um, they're trying to force their religion to convert to Islam, mm. things like that. Is there is your religion recognized in Iran? Is it's it? not recognized in Iran. Yeah, that's another thing. Okay. And you have to when um, when you're born, the parents have to nominate a religion for their child, or it has and to they have to probably put Islam, yeah. Or I, I think they they call them um, uh, religions of the book. So from memory, uh, and someone can correct me, right? But from memory, there are four. There's um there are there's Judaism, uh, Christianity, Islam, and um, Zoroastrian. And there's one more called the Sabine religion. So there are five. And 
you, actually, you might know, nobody knows what the Sabine religion is um, to this day. Uh, so it's a mysterious kind of religion. Um, some people say that it's uh, what they call people who worship the highest god or hipposta. Ah, the name escapes me. I'm working from memory here. But, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Baha'i is not one of those faiths of the book, is it? I don't think. They, no. they only accept, um, it's only Islam. That's it. They don't accept Christianity, oh, right. any other religion, oh, just right. Islam. Yeah. Is that correct? In Iran. Right. You can't even, well, what about all the Armenians there? Um, not sure. They probably just have to. It would just be a visitor. Because my brother visited a church. Right. Over there, and he attended a service. So the church from, exists, from what he's told me. Yeah, yeah. I, and it was a it was in public. It wasn't like in someone's basement. It was. Do do any hmm. synagogues exist in Iran? Uh, I'm not sure, I'm but not I, yeah, sure. that'll be tricky, I, eh? I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Judaism is a pretty old religion. Like, like, I'm not a terribly religious person, but I'm I am interested in history and culture. Um. And, you know, Judaism's quite old. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised that your your brother was able to attend a church wearing a hijab in a church. I can't remember if he did that. I don't know. No, not no, him. No, he wouldn't no, have no, had to. I yeah, mean, yeah, his yeah. wife will have to wear a hijab in, in a church. I have no idea. Didn't ask about that. <laughs> I will. That's an interesting question. Do you think he would, she would, she should have? Because uh, the hijab is an Islamic thing. Yeah, true. and the law you gotta wear a hijab, and you ended up wearing a hijab. Are in you the sure church. it was a church? Or well, a look, <laughs> look, you should. Well, be. Harry is saying that his brother attended a church he in Iran. Know, well, from what I, from what know. I remember, that's what he told me. But look, you should, <laughs> you should, um, you should dress modestly for church anyway. I mean, you get it, you get a church these days, and there are people there in short shorts and shorts like mini skirts and you know guys wearing muscle tops and all sorts of things but um that's in Australia I guess um hey before we go because we do have to go soon yeah on the persian flag um you know you have the new one on the old one just tell us about the symbol in the middle um yeah what, it's a lion there's a, a lion, lion on it yeah. and a sword uh, i think so there's a lion and a sword okay and the the name for the old um from from what i've uh, read the name for the old shahs was Shamnashah. Shamnashah means king of kings, I think. Yeah, From, the lion is. Yeah, the lion is actually holding the sword, holding and there's the a sword. sun yeah. as well. Uh, the lion, the sun, and the sword. Sword. Yeah. Right. Interesting. My, my so. understanding is that uh, Abraham mm. came from uh, Persia, mm. and prior to the usual. Muslim tactic of going into a country and putting people, mm. forcing people to uh, convert uh, well, yeah, to I, Islam. Yeah. Um, you can correct me on this because I don't know. I, I heard that um, Islam had become, oh, sorry, uh, Iran had become largely mm. um, Christian before the Islam sub, sub, I can't even pronounce it, subjugation. Anyway, whatever repression, I'll call it. I think. I think uh, that the, yeah, they uh, changed. The 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 chain. The official religion changed on a seemingly regular basis. There were various dynasties. Um, actually, I, I suspect Muzike is related to the Sassanid dynasty of of um, Iran. 
Um, was it Cade? Did you? you <laughs> we've spoken about this. Yeah, you're telling yeah. me that. Yeah. So there were kings called Baram, and there were about four or five of them. Right. Um, so if you sent a hair sample and proved that you were a DNA match to some of the remains of these ancient kings, you could potentially be installed as the new king of, you know, if they overthrow their, you know, if, if it goes like yeah. that. Yeah. Besides um, the yeah. Islam religion in Iran, there used to be Zoroastrian as well. That's true. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So but they're pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Henry, go on. And I just found out there are. 600 churches in Iran. Okay. So, there are 600? No, yeah. There are no churches in, uh, in in Saudi Arabia, but there are 600 of them in Iran. So, okay. yeah, what your brother said is true. That he actually attended a church. Yeah. I, but, well, I do trust my brother. I didn't fact check him, but you so, fact checked well, him. It is <laughs> funny that. Uh, yeah. 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 Because you said you think your brother said that. So, you, we can confirm that. Yeah. Actually. Possible. Okay, so yeah, six hundred churches, but was that a Islam church? No, uh, no, uh, it's a Christianity Christian churches. Uh, really? The Islamic churches. church is called a mosque. A mosque. Yeah, yeah. But I thought like the Christianity religion and churches are banned in Iran because of the banned in Saudi Arabia completely. There's no churches in Saudi Arabia. Google has confirmed that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The all knowing six hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's why it's so yeah. good on you, Henry. Thanks for the research. No, well no, that's yeah. why it's so abhorrent. We have a um, a um, an Australian uh, Cameron who um, who uh, won the the Open, and uh, he 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 thinks money is more important than principle, like a yeah. lot of these. Uh, Sporting uh, heroes, Cameron, yeah, yeah, these sporting mm. heroes. Mm. Where uh, we have a relative um, who uh, who went over there to Saudi Arabia and uh, was uh, yeah in, injured her head. Well, well, yeah, that was a long. I mean, that was a long yeah, time but, ago. But that anyway, was a long time. She ago. was sent. Yeah, yeah. She was sent back to the Philippines. Yeah. I think. I think died. now. Yeah, I, th I think now though. Like, I mean, that was a very long time ago, and uh, it's regrettable that it, it's very regrettable that things like that happen. But um, you can't change the past. But you can have principles and refuse to yeah. condone the people that perform these atrocities, well, right? And well, that's what I think, Cameron's done. I think. I think sometimes though. You know, for, for places in the world that are very traditional, where the people are very conservative, you can't expect them to change their stripes overnight, you know? You've got to, you've got to change things slowly and progressively, dare I say it. But, um, like, I know it's not ideal. I'm not sanctioning it. Um, and I'm a, I'm a, I, I love um, lateral thinking, you know, and you know that from the podcasts that, that, and the things that we discuss, we're always talking about new inventions, new ideas, yeah. you know, and people shouldn't, should only be restrained um, to the least extent, you know, like get rid of all these excessive, like this pedantic obsession with rules, like, you know, you can have minimal regulation and, and that, but not, not to this ridiculous point. Um, yeah. We'll go, we'll go to time soon. I just want, wanted to say, um, so the symbol on the flag, the lion, the sword, and the sun. sun yeah. Yep. So from what I've um, read, and it's uh, just very brief, it's based on a, on a man in Canaan, 
um, present-day Israel, um, formerly Palestine, um, who killed a lion, who slayed a lion, and then became a god himself. So that's why they have the lion there with the sword. Um, uh, there are all sorts of stories about um, lions, uh, wolves, and tigers um, that, uh, <laughs> that were formerly royalty or formerly kings. Um, so there are the kings of Tsavo. Uh, so they were um, a pair of Kenyan lions that apparently um, killed hundreds of rail workers because they weren't impressed with the colonisation of their country um, and they were killed. There was old three legs in Minnesota, so that was a wolf um, that, that killed, again, uh, many, many sort of colonisers and he was claimed to have been um, a former American Indian chieftain or a Native American chieftain. Um, and, uh, yeah, those two are the ones that come to mind, but there are a few others. Um, so yeah, there's something there, I think, you know, I think that, um, their ancestors might not be happy about what's happening. And that's why, that's what brought me to, to bring up the story of Kaveh and Zahak the priest. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's some, there might be that sort of historical element to it, but, you know, I guess fact, fiction, folk stories, um, that's all we've got time for, I think, tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're going to yeah. wrap it up this episode. Yeah, yeah we'll wrap up this episode. Uh, thanks very much for your time, Henry and Dave. Thanks for Pleasure. coming on. Pleasure. Okay, thanks. And thanks, Muzzy K. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thanks. Uh, good to be back. And yep. um, hope you guys enjoyed episode 15. And we'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Good night. Good night. See ya. Good night.